back to Garbage Film. This is the podcast where we link trashy movies and arty films, and we're here to say they are not too different, and you can have just as much fun watching both. They're not. You can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clap back. <laughs> Hype man. Yeah. To prove it, this week we will take our relatively arty movie and pair it with something nice and trashy. In this corner is one of your hosts, Nick, and in the other corner is my partner, co-host, and opponent, I guess, Aaron. I guess in this scenario now, I have to... One of us has to beat each other to a pulp by the time the episode's over. Yeah, so... That'll be fun. Yeah. Hi, Aaron. How you doing? Hi! I'm, well, looking forward to crushing your skull. Yeah, you'll beat me. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay, well, with that... I already said Yeah, you're going down, yeah. (laughs) Start get one, two... Oh, he's just walked away. Okay, fine. Uh, And welcome to the first of our two holiday episodes. Holidays. There is something in the air, there's a reason for the season, and do you hear what I hear? <laughs> it's our voices. <laughs> it's the Garbage Film Podcast. Uh, uh, so before we get started, Aaron, how would you rate your life with an adjective? <laughs> if I if I were to ask you, which I am. Which you are, yeah. and you do a lot. It's yeah. alarming. Sum it up in one adjective. One adjective. Um, viscous? <laughs> It's a viscous life. <laughs> what about you? What's your how's your how's your life adjectively? Um, dry. Oh god. <laughs> it's a dry life. It's winter, it's dry, baby. That's true. Actually winter is the dry life. Uh we just we jape. Of course we speak of uh we're doing the holiday classic. It's a wonderful life from nineteen forty six. No, Georgia, I'm the answer to your prayer. How'd you know my name? Oh, I know all about you. Well, who are you then? Clarence Oddbody, AS2. Angel, second class. Oh, brother. What are we martini putting those drinks? Why'd you want to save me? That's what I was sent down for. I'm your guardian angel. Well, you look about like the kind of an angel I'd get. What happened to your wings? I haven't worn my wings yet. That's why I'm an angel, second class. I don't know whether I like it very much being seen around with an angel without any wings. Oh, I've got to earn them. And you'll help me, won't you? Sure, How? By letting me help you. Aww. We love it so much. We do. For anybody like me who had not seen this movie upon attaining yeah. adulthood, we say we say classic like we grew up with it. Neither of us did. So I don't for think. the first time two years ago or something like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right before. Don't say it. Don't invoke it. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're having a nice time. Yeah. No, we we went to a nice renovated movie theater in yeah. like Midtown Toronto, and yeah, it was a good, yeah. it was a good time. Cried her eyes out. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Bald like a child. So this is uh, directed by classic feel-good movie maker Frank mm-hmm. Capra, mm-hmm. with a screenplay by him, Francis Goodrich, and Albert Hackett. And, of course, this stars our Jimmy Stewart as George Bailey stuttering his way through life. Uh, we got Donna Reed as Mary Hatch, Lionel Barrymore as Mr. Potter, who I don't think I know mm. from anything else, but he's got a real, he's got a face on him. He's got a quite a face on him. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I should know him from yeah. more stuff. I mean, he's he's of the Barrymores, but it... Uh, oh, is he that think... kind of Barrymore? Yeah, that's the, like, the Barrymore family. So yes. is he her grandfather? <laughs> Drusel? <laughs> I as far as I know, right? Isn't it Lionel then John then Drew? And there's I, like some there's also some other actor siblings and stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm realizing yeah, there's, there's a family. They're a dynasty of, of sorts, yes. but I don't know. Them. Uh you've also got Thomas Mitchell as Uncle Billy and Henry Travers as Clarence Oddbody. <laughs> Which so cute. So cute. It's a little. I love Frank Capra for his little like. There are little triteisms in his in his movies Big that time. I enjoy quite a bit. Yep. Yeah, this being one of them. Ooh, Clarence. And love... Oddbody is even spelled. It's not spelled like Oddbody. <laughs> no. O D B. O D. O D Y. Yeah, it's very funny. I like the implication too that that guy like died. What is it? Two hundred years ago or something? Yeah, I got his birth date here for you. Oh shit. Uh, he was born in sixteen fifty three. According to It's a Wonderful Life canon. <laughs> it's a Wonderful Lifeopedia. <laughs> so, he, yeah, he's like a pilgrim, probably. Like, Clarence yeah, is maybe. a very, yeah. 
<laughs> odd body. So he was just like, was he missing a leg or something? Like in colonial times, that would definitely be. <laughs> I don't know, but I got some stuff for All right, you on him mind. later I'm, on. I'm yeah, jumping yeah. the gun. No, no, it's okay. This That's is what fine. the people want to hear about. I... Is the... <laughs> How many limbs is the angel missing? <laughs> the supernatural element of Frank Capra's movie. Hell yeah. All right, take us away. I will take us away. I'll whisk you away to Christmas Eve in 1945. In Bedford Falls, New York. George Bailey's contemplating suicide. Strong opening. Wow. You're flicking around on those and channels like, is this? I thought there's, there was a holiday movie there's on There's three this galaxies this? talking to each other yeah. about how a guy's going to off Save himself. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we see some, well, we hear some disembodied voices from houses as the prayers of families and friends reach heaven where angel second class Clarence Oddbody is assigned to save George in order to earn his wings, which there is so much, like, you don't think of the 40s having movies with deep lore, but here's... No! (laughs) (laughs) I, I love this opening so much from a story perspective, genuinely, and from a, like, what the fuck is going on perspective. Just... Ironically. Uh, I feel like we just talked about Night of the Hunter a few episodes back. This is the same flavor of opening. People just loved, like, disembodied voices slash, you know, faces floating in the the galaxies. Yeah. Well, in the heavens. In the very heavens. I I guess. The firmament, if you will. Uh, So we learn a lot about George Bailey through flashbacks shown to Clarence as we catch up on George's life. Yeah, he gets this little primer. Yeah. He watches a 12-year-old George save his younger brother Harry from drowning, at which point he loses hearing in his left ear, which is pretty brutal. Uh, George later prevents the distraught town druggist, Mr. Gower, from accidentally poisoning a child to death. Yeah. yeah. And is like, it meant to be an accident? Yeah, because he's distraught over the death of his boy yeah i don't know that to me that red is like oh i'm going to kill all oh my the God. children uh, maybe that's too dark <laughs> that's maybe that's so too, dark. too dark i definitely like the first time i watched it i was like oh no like he wasn't paying attention and he was like too distracted and made a mistake i don't know <laughs> i oh, okay i that thought had not entered my brain oddly. i'm being too dark about it that's fine i love that read though because oh. it's super fucked up <laughs> it's just like barely prevented like a mass murderer a jonestown <laughs> event yeah yeah uh, <laughs> anyway but no he's he like slaps george around because he's just like how dare you question me and uh get a bloody left ear and it's really yeah he gets like real uppity about you didn't deliver the pills yeah he's like yeah i didn't want the kid to die it's rough it's yeah. a, like i i will jump ahead a little bit and like this movie makes me very emotional and already at this mm-hmm. point i'm like oh my god oh my god i know <laughs> i this is what i mean like the the opening the story where it's like just a bunch of voices being like oh my god like please save this man <laughs> already i'm kind of like he's gonna be okay right <laughs> it's very yeah then we cut forward a few years. George is now a, a adult. He plans a world tour before college and is reintroduced to Mary Hatch, who has had a crush on him since that uh, earlier scene we saw. Yes. So he has not yet left the, the hometown, but he's like itching to get out Any day now. Yeah. And their attraction is now mutual. <laughs> When uh, George's father dies from a stroke, George postpones his travel tour to settle the family business, the Bailey Brothers Building and Loan, Triple BL, (laughs) which avaricious board member Henry Potter, who controls the most of the town, he wants to dissolve the old building and loan. Mm -hmm. The board members vote to keep the building and loan open if George runs it. George acquiesces and works alongside his uncle Billy, giving his tuition to Harry with the understanding that Harry will kind of replace him. When he graduates, this is just a like, okay, I'll put off. I'm putting it off, yeah. yeah. I couldn't go on the on the tour before school started. That's okay. I had to like settle my father's business. Oh, okay, like it's fine. Yeah. Harry will go to school now while I run the the business. Just just for a few just years, for a just few, for a few yeah. years. Don't worry, don't worry. When Harry gets back. Just, but twasn't to be. Twas not. And I think it's in here you get a shot of, uh, you meet the cop and cabbie, Bert and Ernie, which are oh, not, yeah. they're, the Muppets are not named after them. It's a coincidence. Oh, I just funnily. thought it was cute. Yeah. Uh, it is cute no matter what. But the, <laughs> one of them is reading a newspaper, I think, and it says okay. like Mr. Smith wins nomination in Washington. So this oh, fuck off. <laughs> is part of the Capra universe, this is I the guess. <laughs> Mr. The Smith has gone to Washington. CCU, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which means great. 
also played by Jimmy Stewart. So yeah. this is George Bailey's The Small Town Doppelganger. That's uh, creepy. Yeah. So this is <laughs> this is the Twilight Zone Capra universe. I want the prequel where we learn about the secret cloning facility where they breed out a stuttering set of clones. <laughs> they all have this fucking stutter. I can't. Oh. They all talk like aliens. We can't get one right. And eventually they just give up. It's fine. Well, fine. We'll just draw Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I do. I can never do Jimmy Stewart's voice correctly. I'm not even going to try. You just need, you need to get in with Grace. 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 <laughs> I just, no. It's too weird. Every single, like, Jimmy Stewart is a very, a very spontaneous kind of performer, mm-hmm. right? It's It all seems very naturalistic. And, and But as a result, there's no one, you know, I can't imitate that no yeah he is a unique voice of our not our time i guess of a previous <laughs> not time. even a little bit no <laughs> of this time we're talking about Fair. under george's leadership the company establishes bailey park a modern housing development rivaling potter's overpriced slums potter offers george twenty thousand dollars a year to be his assistant but realizing that potter intends to close the building and loan george basically Flips him off and storms off. Yes, he does. And he's not even doing it out of a like, no, this is my business. Like, fuck you. <laughs> he's doing it out of a like, you are trying to get a hold of this business to get rid of the competition. Yeah, you're trying to have a monopoly. So out of yeah. spite, I will stay in business. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> it doesn't benefit me in the least. No. But it will mean that people don't have to pay you more money for shittier houses. God, I love spite as a motivating. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> mm. Uh, we then get featured to a nice montage of WW2. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, George is ineligible for service because of his deaf ear, but uh, Harry, his brother, becomes a Navy pilot and wins the Medal of Honor for shooting down a uh, plane headed for a troop transport. Mm-hmm. On Christmas Eve 1945, as the town prepares a hero's welcome for Harry, Billy goes to the bank to deposit $8,000 of the building and loans cash. Billy is very forgetful, by yes. the way. Uncle Billy is t- is just kind of a mess. He's constantly, he's got that weird thing that people used to do where they'd tie string around their fingers to, like, remind them of something, even though there's no, it, I, I'm a forgetful person. <laughs> when I leave a reminder for myself that's like, don't forget, 3 p.m., you're like, what the fuck is at 3 p.m.? Like, it, it stops meaning anything if you don't, like, not a good system for Billy is all I'm saying. No, 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 no. Yeah. And I know the first time we watched it, I was just like, what the hell is with the string on his fingers? Like, I didn't know what <laughs> oh. that was because post-it notes hadn't been invented yeah, yet. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> Which just become decoration after a while. They yeah, sure do. Yeah. And exactly here, he just doesn't pay attention to the knots on his fingers and he uh, is a forgetful fella. So when he, at the bank, taunts Potter with a newspaper headline about Harry... Uh, saying how, like, ooh, aren't the Baileys so cool? Everyone loves the Baileys. <laughs> he uh, unintentionally wraps his envelope of cash in Potter's newspaper. Potter finds the money but says nothing, while Billy can't recall how he misplaced it. Meanwhile, a bank examiner is reviewing the company's records for year end, which they, like, just came to your fucking door back in the day? That's stressful. <laughs> That's all you can do, yeah. Uh, George realizes a scandal and criminal charges will follow if they don't find the money. Fruitlessly retracing Billy's step, George berates him and takes out his frustration on his family. Yes. Yeah. And I realize I skipped over the uh, the very famous scene of um, the run on the banks, the depression, when the depression oh, sure, happens. Yeah, yeah. Bailey building a loan is like, he yes. like uses his own honeymoon money to like... Oh, that's another big one that yeah. they have to postpone. They're literally like he and Mary have just been wedded and they're yeah. in the car on the way to like the train station to go on their honeymoon. And he's like, what the hell is going on at the bu- building loan? So then yeah. he goes back and like, and it's Mary actually who, who holds oh, up the right. lot of cash and is like, no, no, we can fix this. Like, and George is like, oh my God, great. Yes. Let's use that. Yeah. I like it's that. Like, touch. She's in there with him. Yeah. For that reason. Cause it could be such a like, well, the man did it and she just has to suffer. She's like, no, this is what's important. Yeah. Let's yeah. fucking do it. Yeah. I, I love that speech very much. I know it's like wildly famous and, and well, uh, it's in Bill's house. Yeah. <laughs> Your money isn't money. It's in like the community that we've built. Like that's yeah. what you're paying for is to have this community of people, you know, and trust and who will have Support your you. back. Yeah. yeah. When, and you have to have their back in turn. Like there's a, there's a cost to it and it's yeah. that you can't withdraw all your money and, and just like retreat into individualism right away. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's such a great scene. Like, so much of this movie is just, like, great scenes that could be trite. And they're a little corny, but they're, they yeah. still work for me. They're, they're Yeah. 
so the building and loan has been on the verge of like bankruptcy or like oh we just made it to the end of the month or the day or whatever yeah so at this point they're 12 years into being on the brink of bankruptcy every single day yeah it's clearly not profitable no yeah Yeah. but now they're fucked because eight thousand dollars is missing yeah so george appeals to potter for a loan offering his life insurance policy as collateral but uh, Potter points out that George is worth more dead than alive and phones the police to arrest him, which mm-hmm. is, I guess, one way to take care of your competition. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's all that he really wants, right, is just to put the, the building and loan under. Yeah. He can swoop in. Yep. Who cares about the human cost, says he. <laughs> Literally. Uh, yes. So George flees, gets drunk, prays for help, your classic stages of grief. Um, <laughs> your classic stages of not really, but looking like you're defrauding your building and loan. Yes. Yes. Uh, suicidal, he goes to a nearby bridge, remembering that, uh, oh yeah, if I die, then things might work out. Yeah, Mary and the kids will get 15 grand or yep. whatever it is, yeah. But before he jumps, Clarence Oddbody is on the scene. He shows up and dives into the river, forcing George to rescue him, yep. which is another thing of, like, all of George's life is putting his stuff on hold to take care of other people, yeah. and this is another hit of that, which yeah. I find so funny. Because <laughs> Clarence shows up, he's like, this guy's not gonna, he's not gonna ignore this yeah. opportunity. If I know one thing about watching his entire life earlier today yep (laughs) in the last 20 minutes uh so clarence and he get to know each other there's i love the scene of him just being like yeah i'm an angel what are you second class i haven't got my wings yet there's no easing (laughs) him into it he's like yes i'm here because i'm your guardian angel which is great there's no i kind of suck but like don't worry like i'm working on it (laughs) oh cool if it was like a movie today there'd be a lot of like i'm trying to fit in it's just like no i'm a i'm an angel what do you want from me yeah (laughs) i don't know if he knows what like electricity is yeah (laughs) unclear when he tries to order a drink later he like orders like mead or something insane (laughs) might i have a flagon of your finest mulled wine like no no you can't Uh, when George wishes he had never been born, Clarence shows him an alternate timeline in which George never existed. So Bedford Falls becomes Pottersville, which was almost called Potter's Field, but they're like, that's too on the nose. Yeah, because, okay, I, I didn't realize this until after I had watched it for the first time. Potter's Field is, like, where you dump the bodies of poor people. Of, like, John Doe's and people who can't right, afford. who can't afford a funeral. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So they're like, nah, that's a little... A little we're too... not going to name the town Graveyard. <laughs> Mass grave. It's Visit uh... today. <laughs> Pottersville is an unsavory town occupied by quote-unquote sleazy entertainment venues, crime, and amoral people. Or as people <laughs> today would watch, it's just like a fun-looking place. Interesting. Yeah, the big like reveal when he goes into town is there's like bars! They're playing music and it's music. loud! They only serve hard, serve hard liquor at this one. Here's dancing! <laughs> I do appreciate the one thing where I'm like, okay, yes, like this is a bad place to live. The the little thoroughfare thing, the the center, you know, he he's walking up and down it yeah. in a few previous scenes. In the like the middle of Main Street, there's that little strip of, of grass and there's like the a couple of bunches, benches. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and that's all the benches have been removed in this oh, horrible timeline and it says keep off the grass I'm oh, like man. oh so how all public space is right now a ever. terrifying view of the future yeah. <laughs> guys we saw this happen <laughs> yeah nothing no more benches yeah you're oh. not allowed to you're not allowed to use the public space that's amazing i had not noticed that that's such a little oh man how did they know? How did they know? Because mm-hmm. I saw the keep off the grass sign, and I was just like, oh, yeah, that's just small town living. Like, I no, mean, they're sure. all over the grass, though. No, yeah. The yeah. It's that you're not allowed to, like, just go and sit on the boulevard <laughs> without buying something. But this is what Pottersville is what happens when somebody has a monopoly, basically, is what yeah. we're looking at here. Yeah, and, ju- and the goal is just to make as much money as possible. So yeah. you've got these, like, yeah, the dime theater has turned into a bar or, yeah. like, a gambling place or... Yep. There's, there's like dog fights or some shit like there's there are some unpleasant elements for sure but yeah it is a little funny where the 50s version of this is like you could stay out past 8 p.m it's a hole <laughs> trash fire 
But then we get into the real horrors, which is uh, we start off with the druggist. Mr. Gower was imprisoned for manslaughter since George did not prevent him from poisoning the children. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a drunk with, like, vacant behind the eyes. Oh, yeah, he's uh, totally gone. Yep, we get a reveal of George's mother, who now runs a boarding house instead of having a nice home. Reveals that uh, Uncle Billy was institutionalized after the building and loan failed because he couldn't survive basically. Yeah, it is implied a little bit that, like, he stays on because it's the family business, because yeah. he's not very good at yeah. doing what he's doing. Yeah. And he he owns a lot of animals. He does. He owns a lot of weird fuck. There's a monkey. He owns a squirrel. There's a crow There's that lives crow, at the bank, basically. Which is not yeah. a good omen to have <laughs> at your bank. Keep your ravens out of your financial dealings. I have the bank tagline of, like, keeping the ravens at bay, and then oh, your raven is... God. <laughs> We'll hang on to the ravens so they won't come after you. (laughs) Memento Mori, kids. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so I can see see them being like, yeah, you're not capable of living on your own. Mm -hmm. Uh, The cute Italian immigrant family that he helps out, Martini, his business doesn't exist. So in an effort to find him, George goes to Bailey Park, which is now a cemetery instead of a place to live. Yep. Since George did not save his brother Harry... Harry is in a grave there. He died when he was 12. Uh, And he didn't save these soldiers on the transport. Countless dead. Uh, George finds that Mary, worst of all, has become an old maid. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Like, there's so much of it that you can play for the punchline, and this is the only one that feels flimsy watching it to me. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's... It's played like it's meant to be a horrifying reveal that he's like, oh no... What happened to Mary in this timeline? Like, he's starting to get it, and he runs to the library where he's found out she works, and she comes out and, like, she's wearing glasses! Oh my god, she has a cardigan! (laughs) I'm just like, that looks really cozy. (laughs) That's how I dress. Is she... (laughs) Dress like that right now. Like, she's she's ending work at, like, 7 p.m., going home to her nice quiet house. (laughs) I don't know. Sounds pretty good. It does sound, yeah. Anyway. But I will raise the point that Mary Mary says aloud several times that like she wants a family, she wants kids, she doesn't no, wind up an old maid. So it that's is true. This time more than the first time, I felt like oh, this is she has a sad life by her internal measurement. Sure, more. her life didn't turn out the way she wanted. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Which is about the only thing I can say for it. I will accept that interpretation <laughs> graciously. Thank you so much. So George runs up to her and claims to be her husband. Uh, <laughs> She uh, calls the police on him, which is... Yeah, because he's drunk and unshaven and wide-eyed and screaming, I'm your husband! (laughs) So George slugs the cops and runs off. Yeah. So this is enough. He is now convinced that Clarence is his guardian angel. Yeah. He's seen some shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. George begs for his life back. And a nice touch that I liked the first, uh, didn't really notice the first time around, when he goes into the alternate timeline, it stops snowing, and when he returns to the real timeline, it starts snowing again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Original reality is restored, and a grateful George rushes home to await his arrest for embezzlement. He's so happy about it. He's like, oh, thank God, I'm just going to jail. (laughs) But meanwhile, Mary and Billy have rallied the townspeople who donate more than enough to cover the cost of the missing $8,000, and I feel like the implication here is that like oh they're gonna be off of the brink of bankruptcy for a while now because yes yeah. well there's yeah they do the oh we we did a whip round and like passed the hat mm-hmm. and and yay we raised the money but then they also get a call back from sam who's oh, a yeah. friend of his from like high school from earlier and sam like got in on the ground floor as as he says of this plastics business and is rich and like lives in new york and they can't uh, george can't get a hold of him because he's vacationing right. in europe otherwise he would have asked him for the eight grand. So fancy. But Sam got his message and is like, here's $25,000 or whatever it is. Like, like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah, that's like a million dollars today, I I assume. assume. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to try it again because I'm, you know, not a good track record. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so they're like totally fine now because everyone just chipped in a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Harry, the brother, arrives and toasts George as the richest man in town. (laughs) Aww. Yeah. And he's, like, hugging all his children and just beaming. Just fucking beaming from ear to ear. Yeah. And they sing Old Lang Syne and have a nice Christmas, and it's nice. And we all weep like children. Like little babies. (laughs) Christmas classic. Christmas classic. Yeah. 
I know that when we went into watching it, it was a bit of, like, for years, I'm like, I'm not going to watch this movie. It's just going to be this hokey, like, I, <laughs> I know I thought it was it so is. corny. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I, for one, love how much of a not cartoonish punching bag George Bailey is. Like, mm. they, like, it feels, it does feel very, like, who among us has not had to put a part of their life on hold for... For the sake of empathy of people in your family or people in your yeah or your friends or whatever like yes yeah. yeah so like to watch somebody who only does that is very yeah like it's, I feel they that. get rewarded in yeah. the end you're like yes people people don't that that's not invisible work that you're doing yeah. you're not just becoming invisible and like losing all your life goals and whatever like you are enriching the lives of people around you and they they recognize that but it does such a good job of making it feel like it's at least invisible to George throughout. Oh, totally, yeah. Is, I think yeah. that's the... I think you're right that spite is a lot of the reason that he keeps <laughs> the business going because he has no interest in, like, the building and loan business. No, he talks about how much he hates it all the time, how yeah. much he hates the town. I don't want to stay in an office. I don't want to stay in this, like, two-bit town. But he just kind of has to because he's not, like, a bad dude. Yeah. Yeah, and so it, it does just feel like, oh, well, no one is as concerned about these setbacks as George is, so... He'll just ignore it. Yeah. It's fine. And it does just seem like, oh, just like accepting little defeats every day. <laughs> but it's fine because like he has a family that loves him. Yeah. And, you know, it's fine. And but like then he's he clearly this... resistant, but like he yeah. very clearly loves his family. Yeah. 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 He's not bitter about having his family. <laughs> it's just he's, yeah, he doesn't feel, not appreciated isn't the right word. It, he doesn't, I don't think... I think it's just overwhelming for him in that moment where he's like, nope, that's the life insurance policy is the only out here yeah. because he's done this one final, like, how can I best get other people out of, out of yeah. the mess? You yeah. Know? Cause he's not <laughs> right down to the wire. I feel like the, the arrest portion is the first, he doesn't even go with it the whole time. Like the first time that he's had a like, oh, this will affect me more than everybody else he's like he kind of yells at billy for like do you have any idea who's going to jail i'm not going to jail yes. and then like he starts turning around almost immediately of like oh i'll just kill myself and then the money <laughs> will come and then billy will be okay the family will be will be okay and, yeah that's his yeah. really his only like selfish moment right yeah that's actually selfish and not just like i can you know i can be a dick to potter but it's because i'm i'm supporting this community yeah with the business <laughs> yeah yeah, I think he just feels, like, so bad. <laughs> yes, it is very gratifying to see that as a person who is, like, it's okay, like, your needs can come first. That's, yeah. that's you know, I am an eldest child, and that's a lot of what <laughs> eldest children get in their lives is, well, like, okay, put, well, like, yeah. take care of your siblings. You he's know? the older brother, so he's yeah, doing there exactly you go. that. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Whereas I'm the baby of the family, so I, this is, like, an alien to me. <laughs> For many reasons, but <laughs> crazy bug eyes. And <laughs> we stand George Bailey. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> this... it's, it's, you know, problematic in a therapy sense where, like, he should learn to, you know, yes. put, a, put a line in the sand. But. That's, I think that's the thing that, because he is so not healthy that, like, it, it's. Yeah. But, like. He's just, pathological about it. Yeah, like, he get, he does get angry throughout the movie yeah. and frustrated he's and jealous. He's disappointed and, and he's, yeah. Yeah, he's just incredibly human. It's just nice to see that. Yeah. He's yeah. not just, like, a hero, a selfless hero. Yeah, like, he so many. He has this, of, like, it's my burden and it's my, yeah. you know. I haven't seen a lot of Capra movies, but enough, I've seen enough of them to feel the, like, oh, this character exists for the plot. Whereas this feels more like, <laughs> sure. oh, they thought about the character stuff and then used that to help push the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Designed a plot around that. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington is much more of a, like, a hero to save the day. And yeah. then, like, the plot happens to the character and not the other way around. Yeah. Very. In, in those movies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we got, I just like the idea of all the Capra movies happening in one universe. It's great. <laughs> They're all Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> we should collect these. It'd be good. Collect Jimmy Stewart's. <laughs> Oh, and the final one, not Capra, but the final one is Vertigo, and he loses his mind because he's been reconstituted, <laughs> and he doesn't know what life he's in, and his he memories are overlapping. the wrong people. Yes! Okay, that's the name of this podcast now, is the Jimmy Stewart Cinematic Universe Capra Assistance Project. <laughs> <laughs> we can come up with a <laughs> snappy title. Oh, uh, I'll need to listen to that back to come up with an acronym. That's great. <laughs> 
I can't say it twice, so no, you're going to have to. I was yeah. going to try and sum it up, and nope. I knew I couldn't. So I promised you some info on Clarence Oddbody. Oh, yes, please. Um, yes. What's up with this guy? We don't know a lot about him, okay. but uh, like this, the movie itself got remade a ton, and about the oh. only thing that stays consistent is Clarence Oddbody. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a blank canvas, I guess. Okay, first, if I may, like, where does one go to find out information about Clarence? Or is this just, like, the accumulated lore of the many remakes? I think it's just, oh, we're gonna... What happens with the remakes is, like, oh, for this round, we'll make George Bailey, you know... What's a second a profession? veterinarian. Yeah, sure. Uh, and <laughs> we'll change the details of his life. But then when Clarence comes in, it'll just be the same okay, details sure. from him. Because that's just, we're using that to like move the plot along. Yeah, yeah. And like, I know when I thought of this movie, I was like, oh, it's going to be a 15 minute, 20 minute first act. And then you have Clarence for the entire thing. Like, no, he only shows up for like he's, the last 15 minutes. Yeah, he's like in, in the movie very little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most of the remakes were TV movies. So <laughs> you can check out, well... Let's just start off with this. You can check out the sequel to It's a Wonderful Life, huh. which came out in 1990. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, starring Robert Carradine as Clarence. Okay. Yeah, so that's it's basically <laughs> it's that's a it. soft remake where it's like Clarence is back to help out another oh, person. Oh, okay, okay. But he's got wings now. <laughs> <laughs> he's a first class, I don't know. There's a caste system in heaven? Yeah, this is Okay. This is where cool. I'm like, oh, a, a weird Christian came up with this yeah. stuff where it's like, oh, and there'll be like military legions in heaven and everything <laughs> they have spears. is spears. <laughs> you can tell that they're teetotaling without <laughs> saying it. Yeah. Uh. Uh, or you could check out the uh, gender-swapped version of this movie called It Happened One Christmas from 1977. Uh, okay. Starring Cloris Leachman as Clara Oddbody. Oh, my God. And Orson Welles as Mr. Potter. Uh, what? <laughs> okay, well, yes, we absolutely like have to watch that. Like, it's gotta be awful, but I would love to watch <laughs> but, it. But does it, though? <laughs> I think that's perfect casting. I don't even care who George Bailey is. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I looked at those two and was like, I don't know. Fucking... I don't know. Or you can watch the uh, the 1986 musical version of um, It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, in the 2005 run of this, uh, Clarence was played by David Hyde Pierce. Oh, <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, little prissy man. Yeah, I okay. would. I know it's not what happened, but I think you get Kelsey Grammer as George Bailey and you just do the <laughs> Frasier dynamic. Uh, get butts and seats. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> there was also another sequel planned in 2015 that got scrapped, but uh, this is so this is so dumb. It's called It's a Wonderful Life, colon, The Rest of the Story. Oh, for bleh. It was to follow the angel of George Bailey's daughter, Zuzu, so she dies. Wait, I'm sorry. So <coughs> Zuzu dies and becomes an angel, not yes. she gets her own angel. Correct. Ah. But it's 2015 compared to 1946. Like, Zuzu could still be alive today. Yeah. From that, like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm taking yeah. the really dark version of she died of her fever that she got. I was gonna say, <laughs> oh boy. She was to be played by the same uh, actor as as Zuzu, Carolyn Grimes. Okay. So the grown up. Yep. Right. As she teaches uh, George Bailey's evil grandson oh, how different God. the world would be if he had never been born. I, I, <laughs> so I assume uh, it's just she she shows him like a good alternative. <laughs> Look how great things would be if you weren't Look around. Look how much happier if you should jump off the bridge. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? Like you I got Kylo Ren for a grandson, <laughs> and now you're like, oh, we gotta get rid of this kid. I assume, yeah, like, they're clearly trying to do the Christmas Carol Scrooge future thing. Oh, but, okay. like, I don't to know. To teach him to mend his ways. Right? Yeah, but Jesus. how do you write yourself out of that corner of, like, well, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. change what happened. <laughs> yeah. He's still harmed a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. God, it'd be oh. so much fun to watch that just to... <laughs> try and chart the choices. Oh god! Who 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 decided? On oh, that? they 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 scrapped it because they couldn't make oh, it work. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Yikes! I just love the colon. The rest of the story. The rest of the story. Like, yeah, it's just called being alive. Just fu- yeah. who cares? No one cares about this. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> the only good choice in this in this event was to not make the movie. <laughs> Uh, you, okay. I wanted to let you know about Jimmy the Raven. The Raven's name is the Jimmy. The Raven. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I buried that lead. Yes, uh, you did. How dare you? I, 
I don't know how I even picked up on this, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, I do remember seeing a raven in a lot of Capra movies. Jimmy the oh. Raven is in every Capra movie after 1938. Okay. He's just, in, he's like part of the cast. So no <laughs> happened one night, but... Mr. Smith goes to Washington, it's in there. Yeah? Uh, and uh, what the hell is the... There's a few other, like, Mr. Deeds comes to town or something Yeah, like Mr. That. Deeds goes to town, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, he's in there. Okay. He's just... I think this is the most on-screen time he gets. <laughs> he's big role. very much a part of that, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, I know we were both very enamored of the crow, so I just want to let you know, he had a storied career. Was it a crow or a raven? Uh, it's huge. It oh, looks raven. like a I'm raven, sorry. yeah. Yes. Okay. I apologize to Jimmy. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Only the raven, though. <laughs> yeah, huh. ravens are very big. They live a long time, too. That like, makes sense. He can yeah. really accrue some acting experience. <laughs> accrue some. <laughs> uh, they socialize very fast. So, yeah. You'd, yeah, you'd have no problem, like, having him on set or Super whatever. Super smart, easy to train. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> name Jimmy. Name, yep. <laughs> Not every raven's named Jimmy. Embarrassing <laughs> human name. <laughs> That's great. Uh, How did Jimmy Stewart feel about having a... Oh, I didn't think of that! <laughs> Was Jimmy the oh, raven oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's a chicken. That's a chicken. <laughs> now I'm being birdist. I'm uh, so sorry. It's being speciesist. Yeah, I apologize to the chicken community. <laughs> yeah, so it may surprise you to know that uh, I feel like this keeps happening with our movies we cover from this time. Mm. This movie bombed so hard. Really? Yeah. People okay. were, were like, it's so sentimental. Nothing makes any sense. Everybody's acting like a moron in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of just like, it's too emotional. What like, did people fucking want? What did people want? Well, this is... I, don't, I don't understand. I also don't understand because I've seen a lot of acclaimed stuff from back then. It's like, yeah, every, no one acts like a human in this. No, uh, th- that's the weirdest thing to me is the like, well, no one is acting. It makes no sense what they're doing. I got to assume this is repressed society being like, no one would express a feeling. Stop it. <laughs> I guess. like, Who would own a business that's not... Who would the admit money. they love their children? <laughs> yeah. Who would apologize for being mean to their wife? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what husband would defend his wife to a stranger like the teacher that he yells at her? Yeah. The <laughs> Who would be friends with an Italian? <laughs> <laughs> the underclass. <laughs> Garlic eaters? Is that the oh, yeah, that's right. mystery racial slur that they come up where Mr. do Potter people fucking garlic eaters yeah like oh i'm sorry do you hate food the, is that oh, was yeah. this like a a term of like this was the, like i have i have family for that were alive in the 40s it's like yes i will season this food most beautifully and you can you can taste all the seasoning it's just salt like it's so bland and boring i think isn't that the joke when they move the martinis into their new home Mary is there as like a welcoming oh, yeah. committee and she hands him like a loaf of bread so like you'll never go hungry and a thing of salt. Yeah. So it's like so that life will always have flavor. And I'm like, you're talking to an Italian. <laughs> yeah, you don't they... need to hand them salt. Like there's a reason that like most wars were fought over spices. Yeah. Like it's white people being like, our food sucks. Yeah. Also, we want to enslave you, but <laughs> But we're pretending it's about the cinnamon or whatever. It can be two things. Oh, that's so funny. States I rights do... to season their food. Oh boy. <laughs> Feel free to cut that. Uh, <laughs> that's the opener now. Oh, no. Uh-huh. No. It's the title of the episode. No, okay, I'm sorry. Just, I guess that's, is that kind of a, that's kind of another layer to the movie then of like, oh, Italians, they're like dirty and we don't want them around. Oh, yeah. And, and Jimmy, like, or Jimmy, and George is like, we're going to build you a home and you're going to like pay it back and invest in the community. Or like it's more, it, I think that it's more the general idea of an immigrant, but uh, like okay. Italian and Irish immigrants were like dirt. Oh, to... yeah, that's true. The rest of the white people. <laughs> to the... The wasps. British? I the just wasps. Assumed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. But the reason this movie got popular, Baffling. like so many things, mm. it entered the public domain. Uh, and yes. so in the 70s, it was on TV, on TV all, all the, time. the time. And like holidays, you got to fill time. Let's just run It's a Wonderful Life yep. again and again and again. So there Marvelous. you go. Okay. That's how it happens. So thanks... Uh, audiences of the 70s for saving this from obscurity basically yeah and you know for for saving a bunch of other movies because that is such a classic of like it was just on all the time and so people grew started to grow up with it and and appreciated it 
yeah, that's really funny. mentioned Night of the Hunter earlier in this yes! episode. That's yeah. yeah, we talked about that on our on our Night of the Hunter episode. Yeah. But this has another thing that made it weirdly popular in like the sixties. Okay. Popular isn't the right word. Infamous is more the word because oh. here comes J. Edgar Hoover and his Federal Bureau of Investigation. Oh no! <laughs> Nothing good has ever come after those words. Jedger himself. The FBI has entered the chat. Yep, they are getting involved. Okay. So for uh, I I know I don't commit these dates to memory or anything like that, but this movie came out in 1946. And the um, the uh, HUAC, the House of mm. Un-American Activities, uh, started up in uh, 1947. Okay. And this is one of the movies that they tackled first. <laughs> I, I I beg of you to explain why. How? Okay. What? On the, there's like a memo that's been declassified. Oh, God. With, with a few, there's still some redactions. <laughs> okay. But on May 26th. <laughs> National the, Security, sure. Yep. <laughs> May 26, the FBI issued uh, the following memo in regards to It's a Wonderful Life. I'm pulling up my chair. <laughs> Quote, redacted. So this is their source. <laughs> Re- yeah, they have a like there were spies in the movie industry. They're oh like, we did it because there was this idea of, oh, they're going to influence minds. Yeah, oh, it's such a hotbed of blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, redacted. Let's call them Mr. X. <laughs> Stated in. Substance that the film represented rather obvious attempts to discredit bankers by. (laughs) (laughs) You okay? Can I go on? (laughs) Imagine getting up in front of a committee, in front of the Senate, and being like, Does your movie try to discredit bankers? Oh my god. Um, Oh my god. Okay. Please continue. So. Uh, rather obvious attempts to discredit bankers by casting Lionel Barrymore as a Scrooge type so that he would be the most hated man in the picture. This, according to the sources, Mr. X and others, is a common trick used by the commies. Uh, well, in the memo it says by communists. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Sorry. You know what they were saying. Yeah. yeah. In addition, Mr. X stated that, in his opinion, this picture deliberately maligned the upper class. Oh my god. Attempting to show the people who had money were mean and despicable characters. Thank you for your review of (laughs) the movie. He's like, yeah, you picked up on the text of the movie. Yes. But I know this is the idea. They're trying to weed out this stuff because it's it's not about, big hint, it's not about communists. It never is. It's about classism. Oh my god. God, I love for all of the like. I I just I the, I mean the Hewak is a whole fucking other oh, yeah. bag of worms, but like the idea that you could sit on a federal committee, <laughs> this is what you do with your week, and you you spend government money to yell about how the industry is trying to influence minds. Yeah, it's the... And you've dragged someone up in front of a federal committee to say, I don't like enough how you portrayed a banker. Yeah. How how does your not... How does your brain not scanners itself inside <laughs> out, I guess is what I'm asking. And this was like 60 years ago? Like... And we have not moved past it. All the exact same shit with. uh, I'm not gonna get into it. I'll just get too mad. Start (laughs) screaming into the microphone. But anyway, the like, yes, literally. I don't. I don't understand how you could watch that movie and be like, no. I think it. I think more people should be homeless. Like, if if you agree with Mr. Potter ideas, you are. That's literally (laughs) what you're agreeing with. That's what it is. It's. It's very high-class people being like, well, he didn't do anything wrong. Why is everybody getting so mad at him? All he did was want pores to live in the mud. <laughs> and oh, charge him obscene rent. Yeah. Oh, there's some... There's, don't they... Li- no, they don't literally say the undeserving poor, but like... There's I think they some, say working class or something like that. There's some, times, right? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want like a, a rabble. A, a mm. bloated, like lethargic rabble. We want a, a hard industrious working yeah. class, which is, just means like work yourself to death in fifty years. For me. For me. And you will see none of the results of it. Yeah. See, the there's means. also some like. <laughs> what was that? No, but... There's a <laughs> get in front of this committee right now, Mister. <laughs> there's some like unfortunate, you know, 
he's like fat and he's yeah. disabled. Yeah. Obviously he's had polio or something like it's not, yeah. you know, but yeah, there is that, that element of like, well, he doesn't do any work on his own. He can't even move himself around, which is extremely problematic and unfortunate. It is. But that is you, you're yes, Mr. X, you're correct. This guy doesn't, he just wants to vampire the life out of everybody. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So I'm not going to read the whole memo. I'm just <sighs> going to give you some some points here. Okay. Uh, the FBI claimed in the report that two of its screenwriters, Francis Goodrich and Albert Hackett, were, quote, very close to known communists and on one occasion in the recent past practically lived with known communists and were observed eating lunch every day with known communists. Oh my god. The true fact of this is they were seen eating lunch a single time with a known communist, Lester Cole. Oh yeah, governments lie about stuff they want to lie about. That's the right. FBI just... What was going on? Uh, the very funny part of all this to me is that like we have the three credited writers, right? Frank, Frank Capra and, and these two mugs. Um... <laughs> The great part is a ton of people did uncredited work on this, like Dorothy mm. Parker and uh, oh. some very famous writers at the time. Like, less in the screenwriting and more just concepts, like banding stuff around, sure. brainstorming things. Sure. Uh, two known communists, <laughs> Albert Maltz and Dalton Trumbo, did oh. the most uncredited work on it. Um, they were, these two, they were some of the first blacklisted uh, in mm. 1947, mm-hmm. so they missed that. <laughs> Which is like didn't think to. They were like at meetings like and put their in names the on stuff. Like, <laughs> like they didn't even do their. We're gonna write them out. They work don't know how. Well. Yeah. No, J. Edgar Hoover's wasn't his. His whole thing was just like I. I do it by feel. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna. I don't know how to read a book. Like which coincidentally makes it very easy to do my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perhaps we should examine that. Yeah. That's so great. Okay. Uh, I love, too, that it's not even, like, the movie is just like, hey, people shouldn't spend their whole lives in misery. That's yeah. that's the, ooh, grand, like, commie <laughs> sentiment is just, like, you shouldn't die in filth. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the matter was referred to by all of these, by the FBI to HUAC in an attempt to ban the movie as uh, being subversive of American values. <laughs> Can't see it, but I'm doing a jerk off. <laughs> she is. Uh, it's very appropriate. <laughs> mm-hmm. The committee took no action, though, and allowed the film to remain screened across the country because <laughs> of another redacted who <laughs> was y. another yeah, another source in the movie industry who went on record of uh, Capra's character. Okay. Who, if you don't know a lot about Capra, he was like, I think the only person that ever did Rags to Riches. Um, he was oh, an yeah. Italian immigrant yeah, yeah, yeah. and, uh, he had to like support his whole family and like he, he rode the rails for, to yeah, get it done yeah. and lied to get into the movie industry yeah. and then like took off from there. So like he did the work, but yeah. he was like an avowed Republican who was like, capitalism's mm. the best way. Oh, see, I was going to guess maybe it was because Jimmy Stewart was very like, like forties Republican in that way of like, Oh, commies are bad. I haven't thought much about it, but I just want everyone to be able to raise a family. <laughs> like, no, they didn't get into the casting stuff. The, okay, the one right. guy was like, yeah, you, you, we all know Frank Capra. He's a capitalist. He, he loves, loves banks. He loves small capitalism is how people put it. Which is, Oh, which is just like the absolute catnip for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. which doesn't exist. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he also, uh, in that um, witness's testimony, he also mentioned how much I can't believe that this came up at the time. He's like, he can't be a socialist or a communist. He loves Mussolini. Uh, 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 <laughs> he loves authoritative states. What? Which was true. He was a big admirer of Mussolini. For, um, may I ask what reasons? I couldn't really find that. Don't, I don't want to Google that too hard, no, I guess. No, yeah, get on the list. But I feel like he, this was a before the war kind of admiration, I think. Okay, or, when you could be like... Oh, he just, yeah, or maybe when you're he rich. believes he made the r- trades run on time. He believes yeah, exactly. that line or something. Yeah. Okay. I could also see it being the rich thing of like, oh, I don't think about anything in terms of <laughs> right. actual real life. I just like the core concept of, yes, sure. people should have individual liberty. It doesn't or affect me personally. So I like the idea. Yeah. And he's Italian, so he's got a... He was <laughs> oh, sure, very about, I, I actually forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very much about like the old country and Italy, and, like and for Italian the motherland. Catholicism. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, one of the reasons this got on the radar initially is because um, 
Mr. Smith Goes to Washington was also almost banned. Oh, yes. Because it was considered, so It's a Wonderful Life was considered, even though it didn't get banned, it was considered a communist movie. (laughs) Mr. Smith Goes to Washington is considered a socialist movie. Eh. Oh no, that's that makes sense to yeah. me though because it's got that like if only we can go back to like the way our the founding fathers wanted like that's yeah. the the line is like don't worry like the system works yeah. like very Aaron Sorkin-y. <laughs> very yes yeah yeah okay all so right. oh we... yeah that's an Aaron Sorkin movie before there was yeah <laughs> bless yep so okay. you heard it here first if you like it's a wonderful life you are a communist avowed communist yeah <laughs> I don't make the rules yep. Frank Capra makes the rules <laughs> and so does the FBI apparently yep that is marvelous <laughs> I cannot fucking believe do you think I don't know when Hoover died but like do you think he just had a fucking conniption every time one of these things ended up on like syndication like on TV regularly at the holidays for yeah. people to watch? Like do you think he believed in any of that? I do you th- think he I actually think watched he the had. movie and, yeah. and was like, oh. "Oh, no, this is poisoning minds or who was That's a good <laughs> point. I think people told him about having watched the movie okay. and that's what he took away. Like he took away the like yeah, somebody told him, okay. "Oh, it's about this guy who goes up against the bank and like right. he gets the whole town loves him and they hate the banker." And he's like, "Ah, communism." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I can't see watching this movie and thinking that that's what the, the story is about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, like, sure, it is in the way that, like, that's what the plot covers, but it's not thematically <sighs> what it's about. No, and you yeah. could almost make the argument that it's about this, like, you know, rugged, small capitalism of, like, mm. work hard and you'll be rewarded. Yeah. Really, is is the message, but it's just, like, work hard for your community and your community will ruin you so yeah i guess which is like that's what the americans would want at that time yeah like that's yeah, that's, that's yum 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 like propaganda oh yeah tasty shit there's like some john cassavetes quote where he says like i don't think there's anything i don't think the american dream actually exists i think it's just frank capra like something like that nice okay yeah that feels right that feels like a pivotal like that and mr smith goes to washington and like Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, okay. like, it's what kept J. Edgar alive was his rage at this. In fact, <laughs> I think he's still again. alive uh, <laughs> pulling the strings. Right. That's my conspiracy theory. Uh, <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover's still alive. Jedgar. He lives with Tupac in Nigeria or whatever it is. <laughs> wherever it is we're saying he's now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so okay. that's, uh, I wanted to let you know about that. About what a it's wild life. fucking backstory. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm really baffled. <laughs> more and more, as I say, I love just bringing stuff to oh. the podcast that makes you, like, just not able to keep your composure. <laughs> it's like I'm, like when you're ratcheting up the first part of a roller coaster, when I hear the phrase, like, meanwhile, at the FBI, <laughs> excuse, <laughs> what's about to happen to me? There'll be some key phrases that just Yeah, <laughs> real red flags. <laughs> like, uh, Oh, that's great. Yeah, so uh, okay. with all that in mind, what are your final thoughts on It's a Wonderful Life? Do you think it's a wonderful movie? I think it's a wonderful <laughs> movie. I really, like, I have a hard time not crying at oh, any man. given point. There are only a few scenes in the movie that don't make me want to cry. And I think it's just such a great, like, a great example of character driving plot and not yeah. the other way around, right? I know those are, like, you know. Hand in hand, but. Yeah. yeah. This is the the plot happens because of the richness and consistency of this character and the, you know, he doesn't react the same way all the time to things mm-hmm. and he has to learn to like absorb disappointments and like a lot of them, a lot of like big level disappointments of like this is not how i thought my life was going to turn out i never traveled i never like as a kid like he you know he's got the national geographic subscription (laughs) and he he just thinks that his life is going to turn out a certain way and to like anyone who is over the age of 25 30 maybe is familiar with that feeling of like Mm. oh here i am now and and often how like did I get here <laughs> yeah how did, how did i get here honestly and like this movie is just a look back at those things and like none of them are bad yeah none of those those crucial intersections are bad and you made a, a decision that felt right to you and that you can stand by yeah but it it doesn't fulfill you all the time and that's okay you know yeah. it's you you have to learn to like live with disappointment mm-hmm. and with 
not yeah not having your life turn out the way you thought but but like it's fine because you still are yourself yeah yeah and really like the everybody talks about this is such an optimistic movie and it is in the last 10 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah but it is so goddamn uh it just beats like, you up for it the just, first yeah the hits keep coming you know uh, yeah until there's... he decides to jump off that bridge really mm. is like every decision or every big pivotal moment doesn't go the way he would have wanted yeah series of little disappointments there's a uh, uh i was thinking about it when we were watching it there's a really brilliant shot that like sums up that exact like him absorbing making perfect choices and such when mm-hmm. harry comes back to town is getting off the train and like oh here's yeah. my wife i've been offered a job everybody goes off and talks and the camera just follows him from hearing the news and you can see him deciding what to do yes it's yeah, such yeah, a like yeah. it gave yeah. me a little chills watching it yesterday because it's that exact process of i'm being presented with all this information i know what i want but i also know what i need to do right now Yes. And it's not even just like, oh, what I want. I want to be able to do my thing, me, me. (laughs) It's like, I I want my brother to have a good life. Like he's, he's that kind of person. It's not just about you, you know, on, on your own. And like your, your family makes up a big part of your happiness. Mm -hmm. And you can tell, you can see the like, this is how he shows his love to his family happening. Yeah. Where like, he doesn't actually talk about his feelings a lot that's that's a great way of putting it is is he is showing like he's absorbing a lot of hurts Mm. and and disappointments but like that's how he shows his love is you know putting his stuff on hold and like trying to build other people up and it's real good yeah it is it is a dark movie for (laughs) a lot of it it's just not a an uplifting movie until those last 10 minutes yeah yeah (laughs) god damn god damn yeah wholeheartedly agree like i mm-hmm. i am a very pessimistic cynical and nihilistic person <laughs> and but this like kills this movie kills that in me for like yes. a short time it just burns it right <laughs> out of you and you're like ah oh. it's just like jimmy stewart is so great too because it's it's yeah. a very like yeah you could just sleepwalk your way through this part for sure but <laughs> it is moments like that where you can see him take the disappointment and crush it down okay good harry will get a good job out of this and he'll support his wife and they'll have a, a family you know like yeah. and he goes over to her and like he could easily be resentful of her yeah but he's like is it a good job will you two be happy mm-hmm. like do you love him and you know yeah it's just really sweet and it is and, and it is yeah. so now that you've said it it's, it is like a very classic older sibling move like that is yes. a, like i gotta protect <laughs> yeah stuff. i will put up put aside my own stuff and, yeah yeah oh there was something else i wanted to say and i can't remember what it was but oh no Jim, jimmy stewart yeah he's so there are just those moments of real pain and mm. ah, just like disappointment but the the last 10 minutes really is him just beaming it just uh, like it's the so happiness radiating off of him and like he's smiled and he's been excited and things in other parts of the movie for sure but it's never been this joy yeah everything else feels like it's qualified by inhibition of some sort yeah or like is... yes i'm checking a box yeah <laughs> i'm doing the thing i wanted to do this is just him like just enjoying how lucky he is and yeah. like how everybody showed up for him and just a, a an appreciation feeling mm-hmm. it's just like coming out of his pores yeah. you know that he hasn't had through the the rest of the movie mm-hmm. it's all concentrated in that last couple of, of scenes yeah it's great good stuff jimmy stewart confirmed good actor oh yeah i feel like <laughs> well we've been making fun of him this whole time but he is a great actor <laughs> no too. he's great it yeah, can yeah. be both it's he's just distinctive <laughs> yes. that's all it is I'm just mad at him because I can't do the impression. <laughs> That's all it is. Just keep practicing. Yeah. In the yeah. mirror. Just keep trying that. <laughs> I will not be doing that. <laughs> what do you think, Nick? Oh, I, I pretty much summed up all my thoughts already. Oh, okay. it, it does just... Uh, it's what the whole movie is, so I feel kind of trite saying it. But, like, mm. it has an amazing ability to cut to the core of what makes an individual life special. And, like... Yeah. Yeah. That's... That is true of every person, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. like for good or bad. Like you can see the same with Mr. Potter. Like you could, I, when I saw It's a Wonderful Life, the rest of the story, I was like, oh, from Mr. Potter's point of view. It's <laughs> no! Turn it off, turn it off. The story no one wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great way of putting it is like there are, you can have a very fulfilling life while checking none of the boxes that life is supposed to be like traveling mm. and excitement and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can still have a wonderful life. Yeah. Without that. It is nice. a wonderful life. No two lives are the same. Nope. 
Uh, But now it is time for us to move on from discussing this wonderful movie uh, and to use it to program a double bill of sorts, complete with a marquee title if we feel like it. Would you like to take us away, if you please? Yes, I do please. Um, So I'm going a little bit with vibes (laughs) rather than like plot sames. Deep down, that's that's the only thing that matters are vibes. True. If the vibes aren't right, what else? What else do you have? Um, I'm going to sort of build on this family-friendly, you know, vaguely holiday-appropriate <laughs> movie uh, and pair it with a story that you can also lean into the parts where, like, someone thought they would their life would turn out a certain way and it didn't. Mm. Um, and I'm going to pair it with the Lego Movie from 2014. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a little bit of a long shot, and it's not like a trashy movie per se. But no, it's it does have Chris Pratt in it, so it's not like great. But <laughs> one of many Chris Pratt voice works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there are a lot of Italians in both movies. All right, fair. <laughs> no. Um, the the sort of linchpin there is the not the Chris Pratt character whose name I do not remember, but the Elizabeth Banks character. Mm. What is her? Oh, yeah. Wild style. Wild style. That's her, that's her name. Um, where she's like, oh, I'm going to be this the special, and I'm going to like put the world back together, and and all of these like very you know highfalutin, mm. goofy prophecy things. And she's not, and but she still has to like contribute and help the person who mm-hmm. does turn out to be important and in that way she discovers that she is still important yeah like, like just as important just yes yeah. yeah and it's also got that that oh you go through so many yeah your your life just doesn't turn out the way you thought and you have to absorb a lot of disappointments and like you know not feeling appreciated is a big one um mm-hmm. for for the work that you're doing and and so there are those plot elements, but also there is that um, vibe element <laughs> of what you said really well, which is just like getting a, like adjusting to how everybody shows their love for each other in, in different ways. Mm. And the real life plot, I guess you don't when it like snaps oh, into yeah. like real world mode. I know yeah. <laughs> um, where, you know, Lord business is actually, the kid who is like playing with his Legos is the kid's dad and Lord business is mean and doesn't want like creativity or like goofiness or because you know, he, he wants his Legos just so, and they're adult building tools or whatever the, you know, he calls them. Um, And so the dad and the kid both have to adjust, you know, the dad has to kind of adjust to, this is not how I thought this would turn out. (laughs) And the kid has to adjust to like, there are some things that I have to let go of. I'm not allowed to just run around in this little Lego world the way I wanted to. Um, but they both like get a little closer as a result and they yeah. have a nice a nice little bonding moment relationship wise. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. So it's very like family friendly, holiday holiday appropriate. It's not it's not Christmas or holiday themed yeah, per it's se. It's got but... that togetherness core which yeah. is there for a lot of our you holiday times. Totally just throw it on on Christmas Day in your pajamas or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I don't really have a, a title for it. And building a society Aww. <laughs> building a wonderful life lego blocks you build with them no i get it oh, okay cool. <laughs> you just you didn't like react or anything. i just didn't think it's that good is that no i think it's very good i'm gonna take it in fact it's mine now <laughs> building a wonderful life <laughs> yeah. wonderful so well i kind of fell into the same pocket there of like mm-hmm. oh i want to i'll choose something that's like Family-friendly adventuresomeness, yes. and I, I, I'm really focused on this thing of like, look at what one person's like empowered choices. Like, if they mm-hmm. feel like they're able to make the choices themselves and confront stuff, like, sure, how, sure, how it affects a life, a society, a family, all that stuff. George is still in charge of his decisions. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to talk about uh, this. Is just a double bill of George's with Back to the Future from 1985. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we just George got a pair of Georges. Um, I feel like the plot of It's a Wonderful Life syncs up better with two, kind of, because you get like okay. Biff Town versus Pottersville. Oh, yes. Um, you have this very like, what if you were, didn't, you know, went down the wrong yeah. time portal. But I, the first one's better, so <laughs> let's do that one. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, I'm going for like the more optimistic tone of like, look what can happen if you like choose to live the life that you have as opposed to hiding from it or you know being ashamed of it yeah yeah big one yep and look at what that can do for like the health of your society the health of your family the 
everyone's Aww. enjoyment of everything. Yeah, yeah, you can be satisfied with what you have. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's also got this classic... Oh, I need a shorthand for like the town's gone to shit. Um, put newspapers on the road. <laughs> that's that's yeah. it. Now you have a garbage town. And I feel like that's another one that like maybe it was on TV a lot when I was growing up. But that feels mm. like oh, that's a holiday thing. You just throw it on for the family to have sure. or whatever. Yeah, you've yeah. definitely watched it with your siblings at some point. Yeah, yeah, nice. And I guess I'll call it our two Georges. <laughs> Georges wild. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. George's Gun Wild. <laughs> Different double bill. We'll talk about that on our After Dark segment. <laughs> yeah. It's no longer family friendly. No, right. okay. <laughs> no, I really like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that out. Actually. Oh. I think that would be great. Yeah. Take it for a spin. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Our two Georges. So there we go. That's uh, that'll about do us for our first holiday episode. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, we're talking it's a wonderful life today. Next week will be Gremlins, uh-huh. another holiday favorite. Uh, <laughs> also very dark. Yes, and uh, for that I love it. Uh, after that, we'll be taking a week off for a little holiday break. Let her, mm-hmm. let as her... it turns out, Christmas is close. Yeah, <laughs> if only there'd been a hint of some kind. <laughs> well, I've been picking up on it. It's what. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so hit us with your favorite like Christmas movie suggestions. Yeah, because... especially like offbeat things like yes. where like Gremlins. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be Christmas to enjoy it. No, that's true. It's yeah. just in there. Yeah. I guess same with It's a Wonderful Life. You don't have to. It's not heavy on the Christmas. Aspect. No, that's true. It just happens to be Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So in the yeah, hit us up on that there social media at Gartbitch Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I think that we mostly. Twitter's still going. We're keeping it in there. It's on a lifeline. <laughs> Technically still exists, yep. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, where can people find you, Aaron? Oh, if they want, they can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Macklebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. If you like pictures of animals, come get some. <laughs> and you can find me at Dick R. Navis, D-I-C-K-R Navis. Uh, please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice as it'll help some people find the show. Yes, we, please we, do. It's yeah. it's easy and free and we love you for it. Yes, we do. Be like George. <laughs> <laughs> Support your community. Yeah, we're trying to build a community here. <laughs> uh, and I hope you will come back next week for another pile of garbage. Thanks, y'all.